I love where this is where I love where this is naturally gone. And <laughs> I want to I want to pick up on kind of where I feel like we're going a little bit, right? And this encapsulates all of us and Ant Bro, me and you talk about this quite a lot. And Jay, we spoke about this within our episode as well, where the comms around coffee, right? Marketing around coffee, <laughs> um, conversations, bag labels, flavor notes on bags, <laughs> um, yes. controversial topics, right? <laughs> but all stuff that we have all spoken about, and I personally still, look, I'll even be honest, I messaged Logan last week, I think it was, because I got his email newsletter from Hammerstone Coffee advertising one of the latest coffees. I didn't I didn't read where it came from, who it was from. I just saw flavor note, passion fruit and coconut. And I was like, yep, sold. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. So my question is, and opening up the floor again, is have we or are we, so so have we and are we communicating coffee wrong? Are we over-marketing it to become fashionable? Are we placing too much emphasis on flavor notes? And are we just putting a bit too much emphasis on, like, this is what it should taste like, but also if it doesn't taste like that at your house, then that's okay. I know that was a bit of a weird one, <laughs> but yeah, marketing and comms. And I know you've got so much to say about this, but I want to just open the floor for everyone. Yeah. As we all work within this sector, we've all been in this sector. We all market coffee every day. You know, we all talk about it as baristas, as people on social media as people that are trying to teach coffee better, make it more accessible, more fun, more approachable. Yeah. What are we all thinking about comms and the marketing? You shouldn't have to learn a new language to drink a cup of coffee. You really shouldn't. <laughs> Is and it a new language though? Wine's been doing wine it Wine has been doing it for centuries. <laughs> and, and as a result, you know, I mean, the explosion of wine to the masses, particularly New Zealand's, happened recently, right? And you know, the, the my personal view is is that the the language should be the language you should be the extra five percent on top of the experience. It should be the little sprinkles on top of an already delicious cake that you already enjoy. It shouldn't it shouldn't be the be all and end all of it. And when I first started getting into coffee, and first started getting into the magicroast.com, check it out. Um, it was it, the, the language um, was used in a way as it was used as a barrier. It was used as a, this is my cool thing and I'm not letting you in unless you know these cool things too. And uh -huh. it, was, it, you know, it was, it was real hard to get into it in my personal view. I think it got better um, as more and more people got onto it. And um, I think more and more baristas really took charge of that conversation and um don't want to blow smoke up your ass logan uh, but you were excellent <laughs> at the at the at the bringing people into an experience really accessibly um at, at you know down at the beanery you do it and it's such an approachable yeah <laughs> it's, and, and it, i think it's it's people um 
at the at the at the at the coalface has really led that. I feel we're starting to turn a corner back the other way again. And um, partly this is the explosion of the kind of innovative processing methods um, that we're seeing that haven't really been fully explained. You know, it used to just be get a natural honey and a wash and that was it, but no one really knew what that was. But now you've got all sorts of things on top of that. You've got a yellow honey, a red honey, an anaerobic fermentation. You've got gin-barreled aged stuff. You've got all sorts of funky stuff, which is good, but it hasn't, in my opinion, hasn't been explained. Like, what... Why is why why is the natural in a wash taste different? You know, and and does it matter? And should I care about that as a consumer? Maybe I don't know. But if I'm spending twenty bucks on a bag of coffee, maybe I should know a little bit more about it. And it feels like again, gone a couple of steps too far. I need to come back a bit and bring consumers back on that journey. But I man, I'm just a coffee drinker, so I don't no, know the I realities of everything in the background. I agree so much, and. One of my first episodes I did on the YouTube channel, go check it out, uh, Coffee That Gives It Back, <laughs> it was how to read the information on the coffee bags because it's, I think it's awesome that roasters, producers want to put all the information about the coffee, transparency, all for it. But for regular coffee drinker, it means nothing. It just brings more confusion and that would actually make them not buying it because why would they? <laughs> like if people, it's a natural thing for human beings. If they don't understand something, don't know something, they are scared of it and they're not going to go for it. So I think it should be definitely way more explained. And this is where I think baristas could play a big role because we are sort of like ambassadors between those two words. But also, as we said, with coffee not tasting good in cafes, like you have to have skilled barista to, to then understand what they're actually saying, for them to know what to say, answer their questions, like customers' questions. Um, I think it's a long process, very long process. Mm. Well, it's like back when I started drinking coffee, so specialty coffee, few years ago I'd say I'd almost question myself if I couldn't taste what was written mm. on the tasting notes on the bag mm. where sometimes I literally feel like some some places will just put a whole bunch of flavor notes in a hat and draw it out because you you can't pick that blueberry and passion fruit cheesecake out of this bag of coffee but you're tasting banana or chocolate, you know, and you start to question yourself. That sounds delicious. Mm. Yeah. It does. But that's the thing. You you start yeah, getting really <laughs> disappointed in yourself when you can't yeah. taste that. So true. And you think there's and something wrong with you. Yeah. Instead of actually enjoying the coffee. Yeah. And so when whenever we do, say, a cupping or anything where it's, it's a blind cupping, I say to everyone, there's no wrong answers. And if you taste two-minute noodles, you put two minutes, like, put that down there because <laughs> it's bringing you back to literally a, a certain place, a certain time, a food, mm. anything like that. You know, it might not be a negative, you mm. know. And so not that I will put two-minute noodles on a bag of coffee, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? That is, yeah. it really, it really sets <laughs> that expectation up and sets and, yeah. and, and for I mean not 
I mean, I've been drinking coffee for for a long time and I've learned a lot along the way and I've tried to train my palate, but I still don't, yeah. you know, I, I, my palate's pretty average and mm. and it's probably better than a lot of the people who are buying the beans and taking them home and looking at them going, <laughs> I can't taste this. Either the coffee is wrong or I'm wrong. And it, it really sets them up for a really... <clears throat> Sets me up for a really disappointing experience, and I think people like um, yeah. chilled out coffee who are going less for a, less for the flavor notes and more for a vibe, or at least you know that's what Joe yeah. was thinking about. You know, it's, yeah. it's potentially um, a, a way to do it to bring the home consumer on uh, a bit more Completely. of a journey. But you sort of don't want to disrespect the fact that you know roasters are you know you're tasting this and this, and you, it, it's hard because how do you describe mm. a coffee? I mean, yeah. So I'm t- typically anti-taste um, flavor notes, um, but I think hey, they still have an important place. Like even just just um, to guiding people in that direction. Like particularly if you've got a, um, say you're a regular at a particular roaster. Like after a while, you'll know what those flavor notes taste like. They're they're describing body. They're just describing acidity. Yeah. Like you could write like a like a crisp body. Oh, sorry, cr- sorry, crisp acidity with creamy body and a lingering finish. But crisp body. Sometimes that's a bit <laughs> harder to decipher in itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think after a while, like you might know that if a roast is consistently putting like strawberry on their thing, you know, it's going to be a pretty, pretty solid, yeah. like just like a well-rounded um, natural. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, definitely at the same time, you've got to be careful, like alienating people, like using words like this reminds us of blueberry or like this taste profile is similar, has a blueberry-like acidity, just real small words. Mm. Um, We are trying to appeal to two different markets Mm. here. There's like the specialty market who's like, flavor notes, I want those. And it's like, (laughs) and like, they'll they'll happily challenge you as well. Like if it's not blueberry, they'll be like, I don't know, I tasted raspberry. Like I had a, yeah coconut biscuit on um the elder mom but um at the same time yeah we're trying to like obviously that's not where the revenue yeah. is yeah. um so we're trying to draw people in initially as well and just like so that's the hard part i think is trying to like communicate the coffee to people that are still mm. getting into coffee yeah. <laughs> and yeah i think we still don't really have a language around yeah. that um apart from like bold rounded sweet uh, syrupy but what does that mean which could, yeah, exactly. Could work. Could use improvement. I think it might. Both sort of languages can be. Sometimes <laughs> it might backfire because mm. you want to guide mm. people, but then there's so much that can have an impact on the flavor on the coffee during the preparation, mm. like Absolutely. the water quality and yeah. things like this. So, in fact, we should actually have labels with explanations of what can actually change while you make that coffee. So then nobody would buy. A single bag because there are only yeah. letters <laughs> mess everywhere so it's yeah. just the education part <laughs> but if someone yeah. sets the expectation for that coffee to taste this way and they won't get the flavor notes they might be like mm, i'm not buying it again yeah but it might not be mm. actually because the coffee notes are not there it's just how they yeah. prepared that coffee totally even the but i think it's coffee. a good yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i think it's a good good idea to have like couple of flavor notes just to sort mm. of give the customer um an, a picture that it's not going to be very acidic but more chocolatey mm. this is set the tone you know, exactly set the tone yeah set the tone yeah. so yeah, i think that with none of that so i was just going to say sideball yeah. then i suppose or curveball in a way 
which I already know the answer to this is a big fat no, <laughs> but are we not putting enough information on the bags? Mm. You know, it now, it, yeah, exactly. It now kind of begs that point, right? Are we not putting enough information on the bags or, yeah. I think it depends on the exactly. platform, right? If you're if you're at a cafe, you want it's more about skilled yeah. baristas, and that's yeah. the important. You have need baristas that can talk about the the sort of just general like flavor profile of mm-hmm. a coffee. If you're selling in supermarkets, you need something that jumps out, say like bold or something like that. So I think it comes down to like where yeah. you are. Um, I think we're putting enough information. Cool. Um, I think now it's sort of at, at the point where. I don't want to sound this in like a sort of demeaning manner, but mm-hmm. like it, I hate the educating yep. word, but like educating people so that the sort of like bar of what they understand mm. is higher. So like what Anne was saying in terms of like natural and washed, like get people to the point where it's like, oh, I can expect this anyway. So like you don't need to put yeah, like. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Putting, but then if, if people much, don't know what yeah. processing meat it even is, like people still don't know that coffee grows on the trees. Yeah. yeah. So mm. what are we even talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like we putting natural on there almost is there's no point yeah. in yeah. sometimes because yeah, I mean, like so the, so the coffee was growing but, naturally. Yes. Yeah. It, it comes down to yeah. the channel, right? I think on bag of coffee, there's too much going on. So I'd say there's yeah. too much yeah. information. Mm. Yeah, you got the yeah. you got the, the the roaster's name, you got the farmer's name, you got uh, the altitude, you've got the region and the country and the flavor notes and the processing, and you're like, you know, it's a turn off. Yeah, potentially. Mm. And so mm. on a bag of coffee, you could strip it back and then use your other other products, your other comms tools to kind of back that up. Yep. It's like. Yeah. If you know, do you yeah, want to know exactly. more about this? Click this, and we'll include exactly. Way like you more make your coffee bag attractive enough for people to find out more on different mm. platforms, mm. Mm-hmm. and that's I think that's the job for marketing team. And yeah, that's where you can take the education part mm. somewhere, somewhere else, but don't overwhelm potential customer with mm. too many informations. And I love that, right? You've nailed it there because I feel like as humans, depending on what our mind frame is, we naturally want to learn stuff, but we naturally want to research. We naturally want to challenge ourselves. Well, some people do anyway. You know, there's a handful of people that don't really care and they're like, meh, whatever. But, you know, the vast majority of people are like, oh, you know, there's not too much going on with this particular drink or this particular information. Like, I wonder, I wonder what else I can find out. So, like, if you just had a coffee bag that had the coffee brand's name on it with a website, you might get more people actually just visiting the website, and then they're like, "Oh, wow, okay." And then that opens them up to even more, like, um, sorry, that opens up their mind even more to be like, "Okay, I'm gonna." I'm going to put the the time and the effort in to really find out more about this about this particular brand and this particular product itself. Mm. Yeah, Ozone do that with their uh, passenger subscription. You know, yeah, it, come, it comes mm. with a QR code either on the bag yeah. or on, on mm. a piece of cardboard, and that's where which is amazing that's where the story is. Uh, that's where the story that's is. Where the story mm-hmm. is, and if you don't care about the story or anything behind the coffee, you just rip it open and drink it, and that's that's fine. But you can go, and so I think they do. I think they do it reasonably. They do it really well. Yeah. yeah, they do it really well. Yeah, nice. So, my last point 
and we'll end it after this conversation because I feel like this has been amazing and you know yeah we'll get into it but I want to come I want to kind of do a bit of a circle and end it on you know is coffee becoming boring but also putting it down to putting it down to a couple of things we've already spoken about but touching on the innovation side a bit more you know and putting it down to the rise of the fourth wave of coffee speciality instant coffee you know and Jay, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna kick in with you because of the fact, of course, you work for First Hand, which do <laughs> probably the best speciality instant coffee in the whole of the country, yes. hands down. Just gonna say that, Al, if you're listening, bro, congratulations. I've never <laughs> yeah. met you. I want to meet you. We've spoken quite yeah. a lot. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Logan, hurry up and get some speciality instant coffee <laughs> for Hammerstone, please. Sorry. What about the instant now? I want it in like a sachet that's got like a milk creamer in it and oh, all sorts, beautiful. you know, like... Give you some ground yeah, coffee. sugar. Oh, we're going to want you to use instant for the barista champs. It's oh, really through the judges. I would love it. That would be great. That would be... Can you imagine? And the winner of the barista championships is Logan with his instant coffee. Wow. Yeah, the way I dissolved it, it was like ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like... The mouthfeel is amazing. The texture, the story. Anyway, anyway, we're getting sidetracked. We're getting sidetracked. Jay, um, hit us up with like innovations around instant coffee and has, has the spike of this instant coffee and the fourth wave of coffee become the new norm in the side of we're seeing that rise of in speciality instant coffee. And I'm sorry to say this, but Nespresso is still king when it comes to fast coffee at home coffee pods if you think say going back 20 years Mm. it was when instant was definitely well in its prime doing its thing yeah i think we now are coming in with the the specialty coffee that we have on offer globally and actually putting the time and effort and creating some decent products that uh, just either mind-blowing um, and creating a special market where people people like to treat and please others um, people like to showcase you know okay. you're gonna t- say okay. say if you're going for a business meeting mm. you're gonna wine and dine them as best as you can yeah. you know and so with with the branding of say specialty um, single, you know, that's also putting it into a category of this is going to be good, you know, no pressure as well. Mm-hmm. But with, with instant, with COVID being a big part of this world, mm. hopefully not for too much longer, it has created a space for uh, convenience, um, quality, and, you know, fast pace. Um, can't be in a space for too long or I just want something that's good and you know ready one of the main reasons that firsthand did a instant was you know a lot of the crew and the team like to go hiking and everything like that I say the crew 
I'm not a fan of that just because I got screws <laughs> in my back. You know, I'm happy to brew at home, just saying. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was just more convenience <laughs> about going out into the wild instead of having to carry your own AeroPress V60 yeah. brew gear. Yeah. And with New Zealand, say, recently getting onto that bandwagon, mm. we are able to see internationally what others are doing so with their instance or other products and try and improve it where we can make mm. the most of it you know New Zealand's always like we like to put our two cents in here and there give everything a shot kind of thing and I'd like to think that this is us like giving us a shot to try and get into the international bracket um, to yeah. be like hey we're over here we actually can do some really good things you know like we are known yeah. for good coffee you know, so we're still trying to keep up with what yep. internationally is going on as well. Mm-hmm. I've literally got nothing else to say. That was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, you nailed it. Has anyone else got anything to add within like the instant instant coffee world? Yeah, I'm, you know what? I may add that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm all for again making specialty coffee more convenient and um, instant coffee. That yeah. you can take with you and have, yeah, like you said, Jay, in the on the top of the mountain, and you don't have to carry other equipment. That's great. But for me, yeah. and I'm not against it, but for me, instant coffee was um, targeted for people who just wanna really wanted the quick caffeine kick for very little money. Yeah. Whilst the specialty coffee in the instant form. It's never going to be the same price as the non-specialty no. <laughs> coffee, so uh, I, I think it's going to be a long time until it actually gets really popular. Yeah. To people outside of specialty world, because nobody who drinks instant coffee from supermarkets would pay way more for instant coffee that they don't understand yeah. the label of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And people are creatures of habit as well, you know. Yeah. They've known Makona for however many years, you know, and so they know that's good. They're going to mm-hmm. stick with that, you know. It's going to yep. be, say, one out of five people are going to be like, oh, let's just give this a go. Or yep. it'll be like the shelves are bare and we'll be like, oh, we'll try this one, you know, yep. and then voila, <laughs> magic. Yeah. Mm. And go, bro. I, I, yeah, I, I, I love specialty instant. Um, I, I, I really think it's awesome. And I do definitely think first hands is probably the best in the country at the moment. Yeah, hands it's, down. Uh, yeah, but, you know, specialty instant, it's not innovation. You know, it's, it's specialty oh. coffee getting over itself and finally doing a product <laughs> yeah. that Bro, people come on have yeah. been drinking mm. for a really long time. And I think... Yeah, you're completely you're completely right that it's going to appeal to the specialty market and it's slightly more convenient. Um, and yeah. saying that, it's potentially a really awesome tool in cafes to help introduce your everyday coffee drinker who only wants a flat white into the world of specialty because the the instant specialty still has that instant kind of you know familiarity to it and its texture yeah. and its and its kind of taste so that could be the gateway drug if someone rocks in and says i want a flat white do you want some kind of funky ass natural no i don't what about this instant it'll taste pretty familiar and it might be cool yeah. and that, that you could 
cafes can use that as the gateway to open up a mm. huge world. And it, you know, it is, I love it. I turn to instant often and I smash through so much of the first right. hand Same. instant, but it's not, in, and, it, and Same. it's not innovation. Uh, and I do actually think it's specialty coffee finally getting over itself. Yeah. But is it, is it the same question that, you know, this chat has been about is coffee boring is instant boring and this third wave just been the boost that it's needed same for is coffee boring is there going to be another boost that's needed mm. yeah yeah well you know well, i was on the fence earlier but now i'm coming back coffee is boring <laughs> that's not a bad thing that's no, not a bad not. thing. There's some innovation mm -hmm. at the edges and then some mm -hmm. cool products that are you know, finally coming out. But in my opinion, as a consumer, as a not an everyday consumer, right? And, you know, I, I, I'm into the specialty coffee. I'm a bit of a coffee nerd. In my opinion, it's boring. But if you're not that coffee nerd, if you're, mm. you're a Makona Heftmeyer, and you're smashing those espresso because mm. you hate the environment and you hate yourself, then <laughs> maybe it's there are some exciting new pathways if someone can guide you through that. Mm. And that's the mm -hmm. kind of the big thing. Someone needs to guide you through it. So the question stands, and as Ant said, is coffee boring? And I'm going to say, to put my little two cents in there, I suppose, I'm going to say no. It's not. I fought for a time that it was, you know, because Ant, bro, I was on, I was on exactly the same vibe as you a couple of months ago. I was just like, man, I've got, I've got a couple of bags of coffee, and they have just not wowed me. I'm like, mm. what is going on? And then there was a couple of new people that came onto the block, aka Hammerstone Coffee, wow. who just came out of nowhere. And then we're just like, cool, let's restart. Let's reset. Let's hit the reset button. You know, people, people were getting too comfortable. And I feel like that's been throughout all of what we've all spoken about and shared and touched on that just a couple of times. And I think Logan did as well, but we're all just comfortable being where we are with the coffee we've got. You know, we, all of us here, all five of us, are comfortable with our V60. We're comfortable with our AeroPress. Logan, and I know, loves to smash a load of espressos, especially late at night as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. As you can as you can see with the EK43 in the background. <laughs> loves to get... Don't use it. Yeah, he sure. loves to get real intense. So, yeah, is coffee boring? For me, yes, it was three months ago. But in the last three months, I feel like there's been a bit of a refresh. I feel like as well, you know, not taking away, as we've touched on, not taking away the last two years of this COVID situation that we've all been in has taken a huge hit on the industry, cafes, people are tired, you know, companies are tired, brands are tired, they're not making money or they're not making as much money as what they did before. So on terms of, on terms of, what is next for them you know they've had to hit pause on a few things green the green coffee has taken a bit longer to turn up so it's been an, a little bit ruined whilst it's sitting in a big shipping container in a dock somewhere because they're not able to get it out of the docks you know so i think where it was a couple of months ago 
to where it is now. It was boring, but now it's not. There's a lot of new cool stuff happening. The world's opening up again. New Zealand can travel again. People can travel to New Zealand. People can get excited about what what the New Zealand industry is up to, um, about the people that work within the New Zealand industry as well. And it's a great opportunity for us as all five of us here, as people that work in the industry, who have a voice, who are able to train people, Jay, Logan, who are able to market a product and market something. You know, I feel like us five here, I'm just going to put it out there, we could be the change for the New Zealand oh industry. Oh, my God. Could be. Michaelina, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying I, I, I just don't want to be put in the um, opinion of coffee mm. being boring to me at some stage because it was never to me. Like there is... Completely. Maybe I'm just in a different moment of my life, but mm. even during COVID lockdowns, that's where I started to actually live yep. with coffee yeah. more because I had more right. time to do researches. There you go to make coffee at home more often because I'm not going to make another coffee, sorry, coffee at home if I worked with coffee for eight hours mm. and I just simply physically can't handle much more coffee. Yeah. But during lockdowns, I tried so many different bags and it just put me in such a different perspective that I was. And yeah. I really think it's just how deep you want to go to the rabbit hole and what aspects of coffee you are interested the most about. And yeah. yeah, it's just whatever whatever direction you look to, that's where it might be interesting and something new. Mm. Like uh, people come up with new ideas in different aspects of coffee every day. We just need to the search them. There you go. Beautiful. Coffee's yeah. a journey. Yeah. Coffee's a journey. It's never ending. No, yeah. exactly. And that's exactly what it is. And Jay, we even spoke about that within within in like the episode that we did you know coffee mm. is a journey and it is something gonna repeat myself again you know and we've all said it if if you're passionate about it and you're really into it it is something you can be in full time even if you're not physically working in coffee full time you know it's something that you know one once you once you pick it up and once you learn it and once you hold those beans and once you understand it, it just opens it opens up your whole world to a completely different thinking. Yeah. True that. Love it. True that. All right. So to end it out, each one of you give us a little pearl of wisdom. Because, you know, this has been this has been a great conversation. We've gone quite deep in a lot of topics. So give us all a pearl of wisdom. Logan, I'm starting with you. Give us a pearl of wisdom. Can be, it can be anything you want. Some context. On the spot. On the spot. There work. I think um, going back to it's becoming yep. boring. I think we're at risk of becoming boring, but like communities like this and just reaching out some collaborations mm. as well. I think back in New Zealand's heyday, there was a lot of like chat with yep. roasters and talk with other, other coffee companies. Um, I was at risk of saying coffee is boring because um, I think we're sort of missing a bit of that sort of like community and sort of collaborations. Um, so yeah, I reckon just get out there, link up with mm -hmm. people. The world, like, and that's not just in New Zealand as well. I think we could afford to yeah learn a lot from mm -hmm. overseas. So yeah, I reckon just get out there and meet and engage and yeah, I reckon we can start Completely. something. Michaelina, yeah, give I'm it to us. 100% for searching, re doing researches trying to find out what's happening outside of New Zealand. 
because mm-hmm. as much as I love living here, um, I, you know, I come from a different country. Europe is totally different world with coffee at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it was quite difficult for me to come back here from my holidays in Europe two months ago when there's so much happening and so so many people is involved in coffee and they just look at coffee differently yeah and i'm not gonna do any rant about new zealand because uh, it is happening here as well it's just really slow and just slowly of course there are some circumstances like the country was closed for two years and nobody Mm -hmm. like there's physically not enough people to come in and out and bring news and but it necessary yeah. not necessary is the one thing because we all have internet and this is how yeah. I do my researches. Like I mm. Google things <laughs> and you can connect on social media with so many people who are very passionate and are vo- more than happy to share their knowledge. And yeah, you can learn tons. You just have to be a little bit willing to try new things. True. Open your mind mm. a little. Open your mind. Yes. Be open-minded. Yeah. And bro, give us a pearl of wisdom. Coffee's not unlike the All Blacks. <laughs> right? <laughs> For 15 years, we just came to expect the All Blacks to win, and they did. And it got boring. They were just constantly yeah. delivering at a really high high level. And I feel like coffee recently has been delivering at that really, really high level. Mm. And saying that coffee is boring, in my mind, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, no. It just means is that that I expect excellence everywhere, and I get excellence everywhere. And when coffee delivers to my expectations, it's to my expectations. You know, it's not it's not pushing the envelope. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not a bad thing, you know. And I say to the industry, consolidate. This is good. Just like reset the bar. If we're just constantly yeah. delivering excellence, mm-hmm. that's good. Just let people catch up. Let people mm-hmm. catch up and then take that next step. And and for people wanting to try new mm-hmm. coffee, there is, you know, there are, are great experiences to find and there are cool corners of coffee to explore. Mm-hmm. And coffee is boring to me, but it might not be boring to you. Beautiful. Jay Go for it. Well, coffee to me isn't boring and it doesn't need to be boring. Um, mm-hmm. It depends how you look at it, how you taste it, yeah. how you smell, feel it. We're curious beings and, you know, if you see a bag that just looks cool, try it. Why not? Live and learn. You know, you might love it, you might hate it. You know, but it's all about being in the moment, experiencing it and enjoying it if you can Mm -hmm. but just have fun coffee is a fun thing it's creative it's you know it's a cool space it's a good vibe it's it's a new could be a new trend could be the same old you know but just make the most of it and have fun all righty guys well look thank you so much for your time um appreciate all of the input That was a fantastic conversation. I know we went deep and it's been long, so thank you. I appreciate it. Um, This is definitely going to be a two-part episode, so this is going to be amazing. (laughs) 
um but yeah honestly guys thank you so much for your input i appreciate you being so honest and open and raw um as i've said as well to all of the listeners check out the show notes in the description where social media and youtube links for all of the guys on this episode and video will be available so make sure you go and smash that follow or subscribe button on the uh, queen of coffee's youtube channel um no, yeah please don't say but anyway that. guys <laughs> thank you so much once again appreciate you all and um yeah until next time thank you so much it's a pleasure peace, peace and coffee